0: I mean, uh, well, actually, today you probably have everything to be able to have some in your own Molly, house. Molly, did you
1: make some sort of like sign, some sort of contract under duress that says <laughs> the, you you can't do the slogan correctly anymore?
0: I am not able to answer that question.
1: Okay, I understand. <laughs> yeah. All right, my rescue team is still still trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, we'll update the listeners as okay. events warrant. Great. Um,
0: uh, well, so, hey, oh, it's, it's it's early December. We yeah. are taping this actually on a Sunday morning. You're you're possibly hearing this on a Thursday, but we're taping this on a Sunday morning and if one thing says cozy December weekend, it might be cinnamon toast really.
1: Yeah, like when I when I invite someone to for a cozy December weekend, cinnamon toast is definitely what I have in mind.
0: What else do you do you invite people for on a cozy December weekend? Of course, hypothetically, because we're not we're not inviting anyone. Absolutely not. Uh,
1: Definitely a quilt, like maybe maybe like a pile of quilts.
0: Well, Matthew brings this up because I told him that last Sunday I started a new quilt. It's my second quilt ever.
1: And who is this one going to be for you or is it going to be a gift for that special someone
0: No quilts are too much work I'm I'm not willing to give them away yet My first one I made in 2017 uh, and finished it right around the time of my divorce.
1: So okay. privately,
0: I think of it as my divorce quilt.
1: That, that makes sense.
0: It was my first ever. And this one's going to be my second ever. And by God, we're going to keep this one too, because I'm just, I, I, I think maybe, I don't know, maybe when I retire, reti- who am I kidding? I'm never going to be able to retire. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe when I retire, I'll, I'll be able to make enough quilts that I'll feel like giving them away. But that's never going to happen.
1: Well, once you hit 20, I think, and, and if you also have 20 mattresses you can do a princess and the pea scenario which oh, is was a twenty? i think i think like it got it it was originally 20 in like the brothers Grimm version i could be making this up and then it got it got like expanded to a hundred in a later version
0: wow but okay. i think the
1: original was 20 20 silk comforters and 20 mattresses or something i mean first of all like they hate it when you do this in the in the bedding department at Macy's, but like hasn't stopped me yet. Yes, uh, and uh, and that's you're asking like what do I have in mind when uh, when I when, invite someone for a cozy December weekend? Yeah, and the answer is cinnamon toast and and Princess and the Peeing, we call it. No, Wait, we don't call it that. Never mind. <laughs>
0: oh wow god you and Lori know how to party it up you know this is why so many babies are born in september because everybody's princess and the peeing in In september yeah yeah yeah. i get it i
1: can i can math yeah that's that's exactly that's exactly right the problem is like one person gets up on the on the pile of of mattresses and comforters (laughs) and then the other person's like i don't know if i can get up there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then the first person is like, I don't know if I can get down from here. And then it quickly turns from, the pr- from a princess and the pea scenario to a cat caught in a tree scenario.
0: Oh, th- which rhymes. Good job. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Um, I, <laughs> I have a child who is trying to break her way into my studio here. All right. Let's see what which happens. is my closet. Uh, June, do you have anything you want to say about Cinnamon Toast? Yummy.
1: Good all call. right,
0: well, that seems to start us right off. Okay, June, actually, By the way, I, do, I do need you to leave my closet now. Get, get out of my, get, get out of the closet. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, let's get going here. By
1: the way, cinnamon toast is the topic of today's episode. Oh, I don't think we've said it yet.
0: Oh, whoops. Okay. That's fine. Well, let's start on memory lane, shall we?
1: All right. My mom, Judy Amster, often made cinnamon toast as a treat when I was growing up. And mm. that's about all I remember.
0: Mm. Would this be like an after school kind of thing or like a you didn't scream at the dentist kind of thing? I or? think
1: more like just like an after school kind of thing or maybe like a like a brunch brunch time kind of mm. kind of treat.
0: Yeah. OK. All right.
1: What kind of you didn't scream at the dentist treats did you get like that? You, you would get an additional treat when you get got home on top of the getting to open the drawer full of sh- shitty toys.
0: No, I, I, like, going to the dentist for me as a child was such a, uh, like, a, a, a fraught and anxiety-producing experience that I, I, it's all very hazy to me. I don't even, I don't think I got anything extra when I got So
1: you're home. afraid of dental emergencies and also dental non-emergencies? Because I'm was, right there with you. I was you.
0: as a child, but yeah. now I I have, um, yeah, I've gotten over it, and uh, I, I can go to the dentist now. I can have cavities filled, no problem, but when I was a wow, kid- look at you. It was a big, 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 big deal.
1: Oh, yeah, I was terrible.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, okay, but when I was a kid, you know, I don't remember cinnamon toast in particular being a treat. I don't remember having- <laughs> a
1: punishment?
0: I don't remember having, like, a lot of it. It just sort of, it was like one of those things that would just sort of occasionally get offered-
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the the rotation of things.
0: But I do remember that we definitely used whatever sandwich bread we had around, which was probably home pride whole wheat bread. Mm -hmm. And I do remember my parents putting on the cinnamon toast after it came out of the toaster. I mean, putting 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 on on the the cinnamon cinnamon sugar. sugar. And I also remember, I think that they kept a little bit of cinnamon sugar in like a small mason jar and then they would apply it to the toast using like a teaspoon, kind of put some some sugar, scoop up some sugar in the teaspoon and kind of shake the teaspoon over the
1: toast. Yeah, I think you've described exactly the Judy Amster method as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. My grandmother...
1: Did your parents refer to it as the Judy Amster method?
0: No, they didn't. (laughs) My late grandmother, Elaine Mack, at some point, I can't remember whether it was when she died or whether, whether it was when we moved her out of her like independent apartment into assisted living, wow. I got to keep her dedicated cinnamon sugar shaker, which was ceramic. It has like a little cork that fits in the bottom, you know, so you can you you turn it upside down and load it up, and then you shove the oh, cork. Oh, I know what in. you mean. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. It, and it's like a small cork. It's it's um you know it's almost like a actual wine bottle cork. It's like that. I I, I don't know if this kind of pottery was like. English or what but it's kind of this white grayish white glaze and it says cinnamon sugar on it sort of in calligraphy in blue glaze
1: mm-hmm. it was part of a, of a set of like like a particular pattern of pottery that said cinnamon sugar on all the pieces <laughs> yeah
0: that, exactly. Um, anyway, I inherited it. I brought it home. I found it absolutely charming. And when I was typing up the agenda for this episode, I went and looked at the very back of my like tippy top cabinet in the kitchen to see if it was still there. <laughs> and it's still there, Matthew. I know that like it goes against... All things Marie Kondo that I should have had this thing in my kitchen for at least 10 years and I've never used it.
1: Well, but when you picked it up did it spark joy? That's the question. It does spark
0: joy. It does spark joy. I love it. And then yet- she
1: would tell you to keep it.
0: And yet I don't ever use it because we just don't
1: eat that much cinnamon toast. Well, that's about to change.
0: Hold on. I have one other thing to say about the late Elaine Mack. So there are two other things that I got to take home from, you know, the process of helping move her out of this apartment. One was uh, it's basically like a file box. Uh, filled with all of her love letters to <gasps> and from my grandfather. Oh from, wow! Like during the Second World War.
1: And were any of them nasty?
0: Uh, they are. Um, they are frisky.
1: Like, nice. Some of them
0: are really frisky. Like it's and there's also like a whole saga of like the negotiation between their parents because one of them was catholic and one was episcopal okay and this was like a big to do trying to get their parents permission i mean the things people get worked up about those
1: are those are so close to the same thing right, right?
0: Anyway, um, uh, but hold on, I'm not done. Matthew. Wait, wait. I want a,
1: I want an example of what of what it would be a frisky thing from a from a 40s love letter.
0: Oh well, she would sign. I, surely I've told you this. I think so. she would sign her letters to him either as this whole phrase, "Your very own yummy."
1: Oh yes, or I do remember this,
0: "Yummy," just yummy, or Y V O Y, your very <gasps> own yummy.
1: That. <laughs> that is so cute and, and she almost invented Yolo
0: almost but not quite uh she also kept like the champagne cork from their wedding um and like the nickel or the quarter or something that was in her shoe the day that they got married like for good luck she kept all of this in this like little file box was this anyway, like a
1: penny loafer type of shoe or was there like a coin that just like fell no, into her shoe no I think
0: it was is a this... coin that you would keep. Like inside your shoe. Maybe it oh, was wow. the something old or something. Okay. Whatever.
1: Never heard like, of this. Okay. But I believe I have, you.
0: I have one other thing to say. Um, <laughs> okay. Which is that she had this little recipe box that was like, you know, sized to perfectly fit index cards. Sure. Did, you, did your mom ever have one of those I or think your so, grandmother? Yeah. So hers was this, uh, my grandmother's was this really pretty like floral pattern on the outside. And I got to keep that too. And I once wrote a blog post about this, but. Wow, it had some treasures in it, and one of the treasures I found was something that she just called cinnamon toasts. Okay, and and which I can describe later, but it it basically makes cinnamon toast into almost like a like a rusk that you can then keep in a tin on the counter. Oh.
1: Now, that's yes. interesting.
0: So we'll get there.
1: We'll get I there. was going to use the word Rusk in this episode also.
0: Oh, God. I, uh, you it's, know, one my, it's
1: one of my classic teasers.
0: Who? Like, I think I might have learned that word from you because who else <laughs> says this stuff other than you just walking yeah, around pretty going, much Rusk, me. Rusk, I'm, Rusk, I'm pretty
1: much the, the last remaining Ruskman, the ra- last real Ruskman alive. I can't
0: wait to see that movie. <laughs> The, the, last, last, the last real Rustman. Rustman. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a sweeping historical epic.
0: Have we have we told the the listener that we decided that if uh, if my latest book is ever made into a TV show or a movie or something, that you are going to be played by Michael? Oh God, I forgot his name now. But
1: I don't guy, remember. I don't remember that we decided this? this. No, no, Michael, the guy
0: who plays the dad in call me by your name and gives the wonderful
1: right yes I do remember this I watched uh, I haven't seen the movie
0: I almost said Sarsgaard but that's all wrong no Uh, Salzburg um (laughs) Saltzman um
1: you know the the guy from the movie
0: that guy from the guy. That's going to be you, Matthew. And you're going to give a whole bunch of like heartfelt
1: talks to me. Yeah. No, when they're casting the movie or TV show and they call you and ask, who should we cast? Because (laughs) that's how it works. Definitely get the guy from that one movie.
0: (laughs) Anyway, I'm sure that our listeners, uh, whoever is listening to this, who has actually read my latest book, you will agree that Matthew would be perfect, played by the dad Professor, what's his name? <laughs> yes, Elio's I, dad. Yes, in Call I. Me I, By I Your having, name. having
1: watched that scene, I would, I would absolutely agree that would be that would be a great honor, and I think I should be a major character in the in this non-existent TV show.
0: I wonder if we could also get that guy to play you in the last real Ruskman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> what what does the last real Ruskman do? Is it <laughs> Ruskman or Ruskman? I was saying Ruskman.
0: Is that even what we called it before? The last real Rusk user? The I, last one
1: definitely wasn't Rusk user. Are you kidding?
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: you I'm are such a Rusk know, user. I'm
0: picturing you as, I'm picturing the Ruskman or Ruskman as like the, the little toast guy who symbolizes the neighborhood of Nakano in Tokyo.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Like a a tiny piece of crusty toast. I I am a tiny
1: piece of crusty toast, and you gotta love me because I'm the last one of my kind.
0: (laughs) Oh.
1: I want to. I want to come back around to the term rusk user, though, because I like how it it sounds so derogatory. Like you're the kind of person who would just (laughs) use a rusk and then throw it away.
0: (laughs) Um. I would never say that about you, Matthew. That is way too mean.
1: Yeah. Like. But I would eat it.
0: You, you would let's <laughs> yeah. get let's get on with it, and then you can tell us about how you would how you are going to work the word rusk into the cinnamon toast episode.
1: I'm excited. Okay, okay. Let,
0: let's get to it.
1: All right, well you I mean, <laughs> you did the research and, and the next thing on the agenda is, is some stuff that you learned about cinnamon sugar. Okay, so why well, don't so, you get to so it? So I
0: Googled cinnamon toast and there was no Wikipedia entry for cinnamon toast.
1: Oh, wow. How are we even doing this episode? I
0: don't know. <laughs> but instead, I decided to go to the Wikipedia entry on cinnamon <laughs> sugar, which strangely listed the following foods. As like, uh, you know, places that cinnamon sugar is used. Belgian waffles, snickerdoodles, tortillas, coffee cake, French toast, and churros. Oddly, okay. they did not mention toast in the churros first several sentences. Churros are kind
1: of an sentences. extruded cinnamon toast.
0: French toast is is kind of a fried toast.
1: <laughs> It's kind of a fried toast, yeah.
0: Anyway, cinnamon sugar started showing up in recipe books in the mid-1800s, if not earlier. And I mean, surely it's existed for way longer than that, given that I did look up cinnamon itself as a spice, and its use dates at least back to 2000 BC. So surely somebody was like, hey, this would be tasty with some sugar and mix the two of them together?
1: Yes. Well, first, I mean, the first thing I'm wondering, uh, like, to go back to your Wikipedia experience is, like, do you think there is, uh, like, a Wikipedia editor who who was somehow hurt by Cinnamon Toast and wants to try and expunge its existence from Wikipedia? And that's why there's no... Uh page for it and it's not mentioned on the cinnamon page
0: wow that would be like incredible dedication because people must be constantly trying to create wikipedia pages for cinnamon toast True. and there's one person out there who's like you will not yeah a- but and like just keeps deleting for
1: any like weird trifling vendetta you can come up with there is some guy on the internet where that's his thing right Sure. I'm not actually serious about the cinnamon toast vendetta, but the more I talk about it, the more maybe I am serious.
0: OK, so but wait, you you wrote here on on the agenda that you think maybe the reason that cinnamon sugar started showing up in recipe books in the mid 1800s is that that was the point at which sugar might have become so ubiquitous that you could just fling it around with some other spices on. I toast. think
1: so. I think before I think that was when like like the industrialization of, of white sugar pr- production really like got off the Ground. God, does and this
0: uh, surely, I'm sure this has something to do with the trade in enslaved peoples around that yes, time? As I'm well. sure that's true. Yeah, which is probably why sugar became so much more readily available. Right. All right. Yep.
1: So, how do you make cinnamon toast? So, do you carry on the Judy Amster tradition?
0: Well, here's the thing. So, Matthew, I grew up with a toaster oven in my house. What kind of toaster did your family use?
1: Toaster oven.
0: Okay, well, so in my here in my second marriage, my spouse entered into it with a slot toaster and I had a toaster oven. So now I am the the proud owner of both a slot toaster and a toaster oven. Yeah, I should I
1: should specify now we have a slot toaster. We don't have a toaster oven now.
0: Okay, I love having a toaster oven.
1: Yeah, I when I when I have it, I use it when I don't have it, I don't miss it.
0: Okay, that makes sense. I like to use it to reheat, um, like for instance, if I have some leftover fried chicken or something like that, and I want to crisp it up. The toaster oven preheats much faster than the regular oven, and f- I don't
1: know. If oh, it sure, that makes sense.
0: Seems less wasteful, energy wise.
1: No, I think you're right.
0: So then I'll I'll warm up the, the toaster oven and crisp up my chicken that way. I also use it to reheat roasted vegetables. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Just like a little tray of them at lunchtime or something. Anyway, wow, this is... God, this is riveting. So I always thought about making cinnamon toast in a toaster oven. Like, this is how I think of cinnamon toast as happening. Like, you, you put your bread in
1: <laughs> you put your <laughs> bread out you put you your bread in but I guess
0: I don't know why I think of it as it. requiring a toaster oven because the truth is when I was a kid my parents did the Judy Amster method which was you toast the piece of bread and while it's still hot you butter it and the butter melts immediately right and then you mm-hmm. sprinkle the cinnamon sugar over is that how you, exactly your mom it. did it yes.
1: and that's okay. how I still do it
0: well so I haven't made it in ages. So I don't even know how I make it. I made it
1: yesterday and today.
0: Okay. Did you try any of of the methods that I'm about to outline?
1: I sure did.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Wow. I think I just (laughs) broke my mind. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I decided to go searching uh, the blogosphere for Cinnamon Toast Recipes and Opinions. And uh, I wound up reading the Pioneer Woman's blog post from 2010, which is called Cinnamon Toast the Right Way. Mm -hmm. I really like that bossiness.
1: Yes, it's a Um, a good post.
0: Anyway, so she presents and rules out a number of different approaches. Okay, so number one is butter the bread, sprinkle on the cinnamon sugar, bake it at 350. This is in a regular oven Mm -hmm. and then finish under the broiler. So, in this instance, she says the cinnamon sugar gets a little caramelized and crisped, and she really likes this, okay? Okay,
1: but, but but this is an approach that she dismissed in the end, right? She
0: did dismiss, but she said that it was like maybe the second best.
1: Right, I okay? never heard of this idea.
0: I had never heard of this either. So, Ash actually often butters bread before they toast it, um, okay. but otherwise it never occurs is, to me to I, butter that's... bread before toasting it.
1: Spoken spoken like a person with a toaster oven, because if you butter bread and then put it into a slot toaster, then you have fire.
0: Well, and the interesting thing is that Ash was previously a slot toaster person, so they must have just started this method Like since we moved in together.
1: I mean, as a person who's kind of afraid of unmelted butter, I do support this idea.
0: Okay, fine. Anyway, all right. So the second method that Reed Drummond describes is, again, butter the bread. Then you bake it in the oven at 350, then broil for a couple of minutes until it's golden. Then you sprinkle with cinnamon sugar afterward. She likes this, but not as much as the first method where you butter and cinnamon sugar before putting the thing
1: in And the you know oven. what happens to bread when you bake it for 10 minutes and then broil it, don't you?
0: It must get really crispy.
1: It becomes a rusk.
0: Yes! There we go! <laughs> God, I'm breaking my mic again. Um, wow! here is this where the rusk comes in?
1: This is where the rusk comes in because okay. I tried one of these methods that we're about to get to, and I found it distinctly—it was very tasty, but distinctly Rusky.
0: Okay, so very, very. And I, and I speaking
1: as a ruskman, I know I know a rusk <laughs> when I meet one. Okay.
0: So the worst approach, in Reed Drummond's opinion, is this third one, which is to toast the bread in a toaster, then butter it and sprinkle on cinnamon sugar, also known as the Judy Amster slash Weisenberg household method.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. and I she when I this. do it, I melt the butter and, and spread it on with a brush. huh that's that's the only difference because like I do remember like like my mom would would use would use like probably room temperature butter, but like I was always like afraid of seeing butter.
0: That's so interesting. I know. I'm one of those people who I, I really enjoy. Butter spread on a roll or a cracker or something so that like when you when you bite into it, you leave teeth marks.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like like cream cheese, but not, not quite that thick. Uh, anyway. OK, so hold on. Read Drummond's very favorite approach. And I also saw this on some other blogs, too. Was uh, is to soften butter, okay? Then you like mix into it, like like you're making a compound butter. You mix into it sugar, cinnamon, and vanilla extract, and then she spreads that on sandwich bread. She uses home pride. Mm-hmm. She says you have to do it really from edge to edge, okay? Like really, like spackle it.
1: We talked about this edge to edge bread spreading thing when we did cheesy toast. Was that an episode? Maybe, and we made maybe? Welsh rare bit and you oh, have to yes. spread it from edge to edge or the edges get, get burned. burned.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I love spreading from edge to edge.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a thing you might do on a, on a, a cozy December weekend. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, then you uh, then you bake this butter shellacked toast for <laughs> 10 oh, minutes I like at that. 350 and then you broil it for a minute or two just until it's golden. And she says this is the absolute best. Now, Matthew, did you try this?
1: I did try this. What do you think? Let's talk about it. This is delicious and it is so different from the cinnamon toast that I grew up with that it's just a totally different thing.
0: Is does it have a different flavor do you think from from the butter and the sugar being toasted?
1: A little bit. It has a very different texture. It's much more unrestrained in its use of butter, I would say. Mm-hmm. And because you're softening, unless you keep butter at room temperature, which you do, right?
0: I do. Yes. Okay.
1: I We keep butter in the fridge. So you're looking at 90 minutes from the moment you, you'd think, hmm, I could go for some cinnamon toast to like pulling the broiled cinnamon toast out of the oven.
0: I definitely got the feeling that you know, I mean, Reed Drummond has a, a, a large family of, of hungry ranchers. Yes. Like, so part of what bothers me about this approach is so. I live in a household where there are for half the week there are two of us and two hungry the other, ranchers. Two hungry ranchers. <laughs> and then for the other half of the week there is a, a third smaller hungry rancher. Question, there, do are, you have any jolly
1: ranchers in your there house? There
0: are three people maximum, plus a guinea pig and a dog, but they don't eat cinnamon toast. And I just like even mixing up one stick of butter like this, I don't know that we would go through it very fast. Or sure. would we? I mean, but then again, what am I talking about? How different is this from going through the (laughs) butter? Like, you make this compound butter and and then.
1: Well, you make enough of it for for the amount of cinnamon toast you want to make. It's like one tablespoon per slice of bread. So I made four slices and used half a stick of butter.
0: Well, oh, fair enough. So I guess if I, I guess if I did, she does two sticks of butter at a time. Obviously, you don't have to do that. But I guess even if I used like one stick of butter, that's still maybe only eight, maybe nine pieces of cinnamon toast. We could go through that pretty fast.
1: What How did you get to nine? Are you are you like like economizing by reducing the amount of butter by by like one eighth? No, one-eighth?
0: no. I'm just wondering, like, if, if does one tablespoon of butter look like a a lot? No, on on the. I, it tastes the like a
1: lot, okay. Um, but but no, it spreads it spreads pretty nicely across the surface of, of one piece of sandwich bread. I
0: kind of want this now, but you know what? In, like, I pretty much try to always have some sort of baked good at home mm-hmm. because I really like eating them. Whether it's, like, brownies. That's a
1: good good reason to have the right around, <laughs> I think.
0: Like, last week, I can't remember if I told you, but I was in the grocery store, and, like, it was right after daylight saving time ended. So, so this was, like, a month ago by the time this episode airs. But anyway, it was, like, 4 p.m., and it was dark outside. And I was like, you know what yeah. like this day needs? This day needs a box of, like brownies.
1: Yeah. So I bought
0: some brownie mix and anyway, but since we finished off the brownies, I I really need to make a cake or a banana bread or something. I'm feeling deprived. All this to say, I would rather eat that than cinnamon
1: toast, but it was very tasty. You do have to eat it right out of the oven obviously because like by the time it cools down to room t- temperature then it sort of turns into a brick but mm-hmm. uh, but like I would I'm gonna do it again I'm sure but it doesn't replace like thinking hmm I want some cinnamon toast and then five minutes later sprinkling some cinnamon sugar onto some toast
0: right right
1: it's, it's much more it, it feels like more of like a like a celebration than that not that not that that's not a celebration the old fashioned way well, I don't know no, it's just the, different no
0: but I think the thing is is that usually when we human beings eat toast it's like an easy spur-of-the-moment thing like yeah you know you put some butter and some jam on a piece of toasted bread it's very fast and easy and i think that from sounds like in your household and mine too cinnamon toast has that same kind of convenience factor
1: yeah, definitely.
0: So this is like if you're making cinnamon toast like for dessert.
1: Yes. And an advantage of this method is you can make a bunch at once like the recipe is for 16 slices which you yeah. can fit onto a like a cookie sheet. You can't put 16 slices of bread into my two slot toaster.
0: It's true. That's true. I mean, so whenever the, the ranchers could I? whenever you can get together With your large family of ranchers again, Matthew.
1: The family is large and each individual rancher is also large.
0: And you're going to need like to be able to feed them all cinnamon toast. So I'm glad that we found this recipe here during this COVID time so that when we're all released from this purgatory, we can feast with all of our ranchers.
1: Yes. no. Wife of the Show, Lori, and I were talking about how this would be perfect for a cinnamon toast party.
0: Oh, do do they have those?
1: Uh, Why not? (laughs)
0: Okay, let's have one.
1: We'll invite all the ranchers, jolly and otherwise. Okay. The taciturn ranchers, the... um... I can't think of another the little little ranchers, the little little ranchers,
0: maybe a small family like the uh, like like the Stuart Little, Stuart Little's family.
1: I'm so glad you brought up Stuart Little, because <laughs> last night I watched the 2011 Muppets movie. Have oh, you seen this? I've
0: never seen that one.
1: Um, I hadn't either. I would sort of forgotten it existed. It stars Amy Adams and Jason Siegel and a bunch of Muppets such oh, as sounds, such as Kermit
0: right up my alley
1: so the thing about the movie and I know I, I got the sense that they did this so that people would talk about how wild this was <laughs> is that in the movie Jason Siegel's brother is a Muppet but he's not one of the Muppets he's just a guy who happens to be a Muppet and they never really comment on this wait this is wild isn't that wild Sure, but- So then then they go and meet all the classic Muppets, but it's still never really acknowledged that- That that, he uh, has
0: a brother who's a Muppet. Who
1: is a Muppet, yes. I I did kind of doze off during part of the movie, so maybe they did acknowledge it. But I thought it was an interesting choice.
0: I love that you watched a Muppet movie when your child is about to be 17 years old. And so there's really no one in your house who who would be like, hey, let's watch that nine-year-old Muppet movie.
1: I watched it with some people from work. It was a Netflix party.
0: Oh God, that's great! And and somebody suggested a Muppet movie.
1: There was a vote. There were three three possible movies to vote for. One was War Games, which I voted for. One was this Muppet movie, and I don't remember what the third one was. And the Muppet movie won.
0: I don't know if I've told you, Matthew, but this week I I had to um, contact YNAB support again.
1: Oh, I know. I heard about it.
0: Oh, yeah. I have decided to really <laughs> bother you uh, indirectly. By, no, it's great. E- yeah, you you choose to like e-
1: like you know um, every... you know. not waste my time by by contacting support directly but then you always tell whoever you 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 speak to at support like say hi to my friend Matthew and they do
0: I I totally do the best part though is I love seeing how excited they are when I'm like hey my best friend Matthew uh works works for the same company do you know him and they're always like yes he is the
1: Oh, that's so sweet.
0: Yeah. So anyway, this is my new favorite thing to contact YNAB support (laughs) and talk about how much I like
1: you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, you don't even have to. Like, people will sometimes email support just to say, like, you know, I love YNAB. It's so great. And uh, so you don't have to have a reason to contact support other than just saying that I'm great.
0: Okay, I'll start doing it more often then. Yeah, but you should I get in touch you, with support I and say, like,
1: like YNAB is, is, is okay, <laughs> I guess. But, <laughs> but, but Matthew great. A plus.
0: No, this most recent person I talked to said that you were, a, you were a wonderful human being. Oh. By which she means not a Muppet.
1: This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. You, totally allowed.
0: Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you yep. can
1: use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm-hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see Nobody. that. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down.
0: Well, this is made for you then, and this is Town Place Suites by Marriott.
1: Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay.
0: Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash impact. Matthew I would like to um, before we talk a little bit more about cinnamon sugar and some cinnamon sugar ratios and stuff I, I want to talk about my grandmother's recipe
1: okay oh right the one that you found in the in the, uh, the recipe, recipe box yeah.
0: yeah so I wrote about it on on my blog a million years ago so she has you use um, like a pepperidge farm type bread so you know kind of a slightly more dense sandwich bread okay Uh uh-huh and uh you cut it into triangles and you generously coat it on both sides with melted butter either brush it or dip it and then you dredge it in cinnamon sugar and then bake it until it's crisp so these these truly become like rusks. They are saturated yeah, with that butter. Yeah, sounds super rusky. It's super rusky and you can keep them in a tin on the counter where they actually get even better with like a couple days age. Because they're, they're pretty,
1: oh wow yeah I mean that, I mean that, that's the point of rusks is to is to make bread last last longer
0: <laughs> last longer yeah yes. rusks well. these,
1: these rusks really last
0: yep anyway um they're they're delicious uh, what I find interesting is so her ratio is so Reed Drummond's ratio has you for every stick of butter use half a cup of sugar. And then three teaspoons of cinnamon, which does not seem like a lot of cinnamon,
1: right? Um, it turned out I, I went slightly above her ratio of cinnamon to sugar, but just a little bit. And it mm-hmm. was great. I went I went for one teaspoon of cinnamon to a quarter cup of sugar.
0: Okay. Well, so my grandmother's uses the same amount of sugar per stick of butter as Reed Drummond, but she uses even... Um, she uses a little bit more cinnamon, so maybe more like you. She used um, a half cup sugar and two teaspoons of cinnamon. Okay. Uh, anyway, we can we can maybe link to that recipe in the show notes. Yeah do you do you mix your own cinnamon sugar or have you ever bought? pre-mixed cinnamon I've sugar? I've never
1: bought pre-mixed cinnamon sugar but I think at least once we've been sent a, like a little jar as a freebie uh, along with a Penzi's order
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if someone's making commercial cinnamon sugar it's probably not going to have enough cinnamon in it because sugar is cheap and cinnamon is, is expensive mm, and that that's okay. what I found like it was fine
0: you know I find it tricky to figure out exactly how much cinnamon to sugar to do because cinnamon is so harsh on its own uh, so so um, harsh. It's
1: like really harsh, dude. It can, it can really harsh ones mellow. Um,
0: anyway. Uh, Marshmallow. So I, I did a little bit of research into the, you know, sort of the best ratio of cinnamon to sugar. And it is fascinating how different people feel about this. Yeah, so, you're,
1: you're about to, to list one off that I, I'm going to find shocking.
0: Okay, so Apartment Therapy, the website Apartment Therapy, says that the perfect ratio... Is a quarter cup sugar, so granulated sugar, quarter cup sugar to one tablespoon of cinnamon. So that's four parts sugar to one part cinnamon. That is
1: so much cinnamon. That is
0: so much cinnamon.
1: Now, I, I do trust the folks that the folks at the kitchen are buying good quality cinnamon, but like cinnamon ra- has a pretty wide range of intensities. Mm-hmm. So like uh, we buy the Vietnamese fancy cinnamon from Penzies, and it's mm-hmm. a very intense cinnamon. To the to the extent that they recommend like reducing the amount of cinnamon in a recipe when you're using it, doesn't uh, that
0: just annoy you? Like, why don't you just buy? I'm sorry, I'm going to be annoying here for no, a second.
1: No, no, please go ahead.
0: This makes me just want to buy like grocery store cinnamon so That's that a I hot don't take. so that I don't have to adjust the quantity.
1: Yeah, but you know what? We just buy the fancy cinnamon and then use the original quantity. It's fine. Oh, um, okay, okay. You know, there's there's like regular grocery store cinnamon, and then like there's there's uh, like true cinnamon. Because like most most of what's sold as cinnamon is 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 cassia. Yeah, and uh, true true cinnamon I think is milder Hmm. than than cassia. Cool, but I so I don't know what kind of cinnamon they're using. But but no matter what, uh, one tablespoon of cinnamon to a quarter cup of sugar seems outrageous to me.
0: It didn't seem outrageous to me when I first read it, but then thinking about my grandmother's ratio for her cinnamon toasts or Reed Drummond's ratio, which again is. One cup sugar to one tablespoon cinnamon. Because she uses three te- three.
1: Oh God, she right. wrote
0: three teaspoons. Why didn't she just write a tablespoon? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so she does one cup sugar to one tablespoon cinnamon. Whereas Apartment Therapy's website, The Kitchen, it does a quarter cup to one tablespoon.
1: Yeah. I, when I mix it up, like this is the first time I've ever measured making cinnamon sugar, I think. Because I was doing this compound butter method. And mm-hmm. I just do it by color. When I'm mixing it up, usually.
0: How did uh, Reed Drummond's... Well, I guess you, you can't really say how the color of her cinnamon sugar compared to your usual because she mixed it
1: into butter. Right, which will which will change the color. Oh, by so, the way, her recipe also called for vanilla extract, which I left out because I, I didn't want my cinnamon toast to taste like vanilla. Hmm.
0: Okay, fair enough. I'm sure
1: it would have been fine, but fair enough. I did sprinkle some salt.
0: I was gonna say, do you add a pinch of salt and if so do you put it do you put it in the mix or do you put it on top after you've gotten the the toast? I sprinkled some
1: malden sea salt on top after it came out of the oven.
0: I love how precious you are about certain things.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Um, also, I think in our last episode, I don't, what was our last episode? Silverware. Oh, I afterward, I, I felt some like real, uh, I, I felt a little bit vulnerable because I, I had like admitted that I have fancy silverware. Uh huh. <laughs> and so you were like, oh, Molly, don't worry about it. Like I'm just as bad as you are. I just ordered a cassoulet kit from Dartagnan.
1: It was delicious. Thanks and for bringing it up. And I was
0: like, "Matthew, why didn't you say it during the show so that I would feel oh, less like I was hanging I out here in the breeze?" Oh, I forgot that I didn't say it during
1: the show. So now now you're bringing yeah, it up during I'm the show. Yeah. I'm bringing
0: it up so that I can bring you down to my vulnerability level. Yeah, up, but you know up what? To my vulner Anyway,
1: yes. I'm people people know me as the, as the last re- the last real ruskman. Like this isn't going <laughs> to change that.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're you're a cassoulet man and a ruskman.
1: I'm a cassoulet man, a ruskman, and and a salt sprinkler.
0: Yes. <laughs> and a
1: princess in the pier.
0: Oh god! Okay. All right. Like, what I am contain I, I mean, contain
1: a lot of multitudes.
0: You contain a large family of hungry ranchers. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, I admit it. I ate. I I'm the one who ate the family of hungry ranchers. <laughs> Just if, oh. if cannibalism is a crime, then fuck it, lock me up. <laughs> um, do do you ever like pause while you're while you're eating a Jolly Rancher? Um. <laughs> To think about what a funny name Jolly Rancher is. And then do you pause again to think about what a funny name Jolly Time Popcorn is?
0: Oh, God, I hadn't thought about Jolly Time Popcorn in ever. I think Uh, we
1: bought Jolly Time Popcorn within the last couple of years.
0: June did get some individually wrapped, but wrapped differently from the way they used to be Jolly Ranchers for Halloween. And, how were how they wrapped? Well, so they used to be wrapped so that, you know, they twisted at either
1: end. Yeah, like classic, a classic candy twist.
0: Yes. These were wrapped like, um, so that the ends were like heat sealed. They were like... Oh,
1: uh, I know what you mean.
0: Yeah. Uh, it was like a flat pack with heat sealed ends at either end. Like an individual bag of, uh, of Sour Patch Kids.
1: Yeah. But when but inside, was it still like like hard and dry, but somehow still juicy?
0: It was square and no longer rectangular. Oh, I know. I know. And uh, she offered them to me. And I said, yes, because I have fond memories of eating green apple Jolly Ranchers. My like favorite when I was flavor. In middle school. Absolutely. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, Molly, wait, is this really w- what you want to eat? And I decided no. And so I threw away her Jolly Ranchers.
1: Oh, yeah. you didn't even eat one green apple?
0: I didn't even eat one. But as she knows, I, I've been eating a lot of her Sour Patch Kids. So, you know,
1: okay, fair. no
0: one in this house is under the illusion that I am not a, a candy fiend. Don't worry. Everyone okay. gets it.
1: Yeah, you're, you're a candy fiend. I'm a Ruskman. But somehow <laughs> we still get along.
0: Matthew, so you have a question here. So you asked me if, when I make cinnamon toast your way, so toasting the bread, then buttering it and putting on the cinnamon sugar, how much do I use? And do I want, okay, wait, say, what is this part of the, do I want the top to be wet?
1: (laughs) Or dry. I I knew I would have to explain this. Say what these are. (laughs) Okay, so... When you when you butter some toast and then sprinkle on cinnamon sugar, if you sprinkle on like a, a small to medium amount, like it'll get wet from the melted butter and kind of turn brown.
0: Yes. But oh, if you
1: continue right. sprinkling, you can add enough that there will be a dry layer on top, like a layer of dry beach sand.
0: I've never gone that far.
1: <laughs> I have gone that far. Like not not every time, but it is kind of satisfying to see just how much cinnamon sugar a piece of toast can absorb it's a how lot do you,
0: how do you feel about the texture of it oh I, I don't mind like the texture. the crunchy
1: the the like crunchy texture of, of granulated sugar no you? Me, me
0: neither no i was just thinking it's it's probably a different a quite different textural experience between like wet cinnamon toast or dry cinnamon toast
1: yeah, I, I didn't I didn't like do like a like a side by side comparison because I was I was spent so much time making fancy cinnamon toast. <laughs> but but I yeah. will for our next cinnamon toast episode.
0: Oh, oh, good. By the way, there we're about be. to
1: fall into a, a Groundhog Day cycle of doing cinnamon toast every week.
0: Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. I don't
1: okay. I don't control like like, you know, in in the movie Groundhog Day, spoiler alert, like he never really finds out why he got Groundhog day we we are not going to either.
0: Okay, I have never seen the movie um, Groundhog Day.
1: Oh, it's a it's good. Cool. I recommend it. Okay, Matthew.
0: It. Wait, when do you make cinnamon toast? Do you do you ever make it
1: today and yesterday? I'll, I'll make cinnamon toast like occasionally, uh, just like if uh, if I'm in the mood for cinnamon toast, I would say is, is when I make it. Like Which how happens, many
0: times? A, I'm gonna a, say a quarter
1: four. How many times? A quarter? I would say mm-hmm. about quarterly. Once per quarter.
0: God, I don't even remember the last time I made cinnamon toast. I should probably get on it. I feel like my poor kid is deprived. Like, oh, this seems terrible that she she hasn't eaten enough cinnamon toast in her childhood.
1: It's not hard to make. So I would I would recommend like, like if like if you know if your kid wanted some, if you were like knew you were gonna do a podcast about it, like those are some reasons you might make it.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But I do kind of want a measurement. But it's okay;
1: it's not too late because, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing this this topic for uh, for the next um, uh, like ten thousand weeks.
0: You know, our listeners are going to be really disappointed when we don't, Matthew.
1: Ah, uh, I don't think they are because they're caught in the same time loop that we are.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Oh, they're just going to be disappointed when we don't do that. I see yeah. when it turns out that this is just when one it turns of my out one that of my this dumb just a jokes.
0: Bit. Yeah.
1: No, okay, you're right. We have to truly commit to this bit. Like, what are you doing for the next 10,000 weeks? Because Uh, the answer is making and talking about cinnamon toast for 45 minutes.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do I get paid for it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then I mean, I'm in. I am right, in.
1: Right up until like like week three when all when of our listeners our advertisers? and advertisers are like, fuck this. Yeah, okay,
0: okay. <laughs> well for the next three weeks I am in and then I probably need to do something that's income generating.
1: Okay, then we'll then we'll switch back to uh, to our next topic. Um
0: though
1: uh uh hot soup. cross buns. Hot cross buns, carrot that's soup, and hot at, cross buns.
0: That's going to be at Easter, though. We've got some time to kill till Easter.
1: Okay, um, we'll we'll just like take a hiatus.
0: Okay, all right, dude. Um, we should wrap this thing up. Uh, we really so that should. We can uh, so that we can rest up before the next cinnamon toast episode. That's right. And hey, you know, before we go, we wanted to give a shout out to another podcast, actually called the oh, Four yes. Top. The Four Top is a James Beard and IACP award-winning food and beverage podcast presented by OPB for NPR One.
1: Yeah, and on every episode of The Four Top, which we've been on, by the way, mm-hmm. three thought leaders, say a, like us a like... Ruskman, uh, what <laughs> a, candy fiend. a candy fiend, and somebody else, join host Catherine Cole for a fast-moving roundtable discussion of hot-button topics in food and beverage.
0: Yep. You can listen now at thefortop.org, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast.
1: Yeah, and this is not like a recipe swap or a celebrity chef show. It is a lively discussion of like real timely issues in the world of food.
0: Yep, and they have a uh, they have panelists on there like from the New Yorker and the Atlantic and Food and Wine and and us. And
1: and Spelled Milk, like yeah. all of the the most respected sources in mm-hmm. the world of food and drink. Mm -hmm. Um, And they dig into pop cultural phenomena like uh, secret menu items and juice cleanses Mm -hmm. uh, and real issues like fair wages, climate change, food waste and globalization.
0: Yep. So check it out. Check out their knowledgeable, opinionated roundtable of
1: experts. The Four Top. Savor the conversation. And you can find us at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Everything Spilled Milk, where the conversation is genuinely picking up. And I'm so excited.
0: You know, I have only wound up on Reddit like a a couple times when I've been like Googling reviews of like dog food or Mm -hmm. other random things. But, you know, I'm really pleased to hear that our Reddit is doing so well.
1: Yeah, it's good people being nice and talking about our show. I love it so far.
0: I love good people being good people. Yep. Are there wait Are there any Ruskmen there or candy fiends?
1: I mean, there's there's a one where the last true Ruskman hangs out there.
0: Shout out to all my candy fiends.
1: Yeah, you should get on there. Like like make an account. Like call yourself candy fiend, which is probably already taken. So call yourself like candy fiend sixty nine four twenty uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm
0: totally gonna do it right now.
1: You should do it right now. Candyfiend69420. Like that
0: Fiend that Come may find also me. be
1: taken, but what we're gonna find out. Yes, get, go to Reddit and sign up as Candyfiend69420 and start posting on the <laughs> Spilled Milk Reddit. People, our our listeners are gonna love that.
0: Um, <laughs> but not until after this episode airs. <laughs>
1: no, <laughs> just well, reserve the name <laughs> now and then, and then okay. make a note on okay. December third to to uh, join in and say like, what's ev- what's up, everybody. <laughs>
0: I'm making a note to myself right
1: now. Um, <laughs> and, and until next time, uh, we uh, we can't wait for the day until we can all all get together for some, um, what do we call it?
0: A cinnamon toast party.
1: Uh, I was going to say princess <laughs> and the peeing, but yeah, for one of our classic cinnamon toast parties. I'm Matthew Amster Burton.
0: I'm Molly Weisenberg.